Hello, family. Pastor George here, ready for another exciting episode of Set for Life. As you know, in stewardship, you have stewardship over four areas of your life. First, your time. Second is your talent, the skill. And then third is your temple, your body. And then fourth is in the area of treasure, your finances. We've been hitting finance, but right now we're going to your temple. And by the way, your health is your wealth. And with us today, I have someone I'm excited to sit down and talk to. I've gone to his studio several times, and I've talked to him, and I want to share with you today many things that I've learned from him. And also, by the way, can you guys just give a hand to Dr. Brooks? Dr. Brooks, how you doing? Amazing, George. How are you, man? Good. I'm so excited about us getting into this and us talking about health and also some things that you can do to get to the next level in your health. So you got to be a good steward over your finances, a good steward over your time, but then a good steward over your body. You have to do it. It's you. It's, it's, it's really the law of sowing and reaping. Exactly. You know, in the 21st century, we call it cause and effect. Right. And so you know, this is what I think Christians do. Christians will plant an apple seed, pray for months for a peach tree, and then when they get an apple tree, they say, oh, that ain't nothing but the devil. Bro, okay. or, or somebody can smoke, you know, two packs of cigarettes a day and, and later on have lung cancer and say the devil is a lie. No, you, you planted that. Right. I mean, if you plant it in water and cultivate it and nourish it, it's going to grow. But we do it to ourselves and we don't know it. You have to change your life. That's why Paul begs us. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, he begs us, you know, I present your body a living sacrifice. I, you know, I language the right. Bible in my own 21st century language. Right, right. He says, what do you do? Don't be body ruled. Don't be ruled by what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. And don't be conformed to the thinking pattern of this culture. Exactly. Because we, we, how much of our culture has been established without any consideration of God? Uh, most of All of it. Yeah. But we grew up in it. So we have to know from the outset that our thinking is diametrically opposed to the things of God. So when we talk about our health, we buy into what the highest medical authority might say. But the highest medical authority at one time say, let's do some bloodletting. Let's bleed these evil spirits out. Or let's put some leeches on us or whatever. Right. Or let's get some chemotherapy. You know, I, you know, I was on the fire department for 32 years, so, you know, I would take people to the hospital, uh, Cedar sinai to the cancer ward. And if you go into the bathroom on the cancer ward, right above the toilet, there's this big sign that says, if you're on chemotherapy drugs, flush the toilet twice. Now, why would that be? Because when you pee and poop out those chemicals, and you flush the toilet. You know how the toilet splashes up? Right. Well, you want to flush it twice because the next person will come in and flush it and burn their bottoms. Wow. Yes. You cannot poison a body into health. Listen, if drugs can make an already sick person healthy, then they should make a healthy person even healthier. It's not going to happen. You know also why I think that's true. I think that's true also because they don't grow pills. <laughs> no, 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 you can't grow a pill. See, when I'm saying your body's from the earth, and then people live longer, and they're doing right. you can't you can't do that. Oh, I, I don't even put an age limit on me. So, how long do you think you're going to live? Why even think about that? Live, live healthily. Right. You know, like you said, the aphorisms and you know um, affirmations or whatever. Yes. You talk to yourself. You speak to yourself all the time. Your internal dialogue is going on all the time. And like I said earlier, your cells are listening to what you're thinking and saying 24-7. So you better be deliberate about what you're thinking and saying. You know, we as believers, we know that the Bible says, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. Well, that scripture presupposes that we literally are what we speak. 
But also in Proverbs, you know, we said death and life is in the power of the tongue. You know, we'll go, oh, yeah, amen, Pastor, amen, right. and get to the parking lot and say, oh, this is killing me. Oh, how am I going to make it? And that's Proverbs, what, 18.21. But Proverbs 18.20 says that a man's belly shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. What's the fruit of your mouth? It's your words. Right. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled with. So whatever your lips increase with. That's what you're going to be filled with. And then it says death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it, love what? The tongue shall eat the fruit thereof. You're eating what you're saying 24-7. And you have to shift your mind. You have to shift your thinking. If you don't get live foods, live foods give life. Let's keep it simple. Right. Dead foods give death. Right. So flaming Cheeto, live or dead? <laughs> dead, right. Let's keep it simple. Right. Now the kids are tuning in. Don't tune it. Don't turn us off. But we just went out. We want to just get a salad first before we eat all these things. Absolutely. And, and, and we're doing it. But also, no, that, that's, that's a great point. And when you were saying Christian, but let me just tell you something about just from someone who travels around, speaks to Christians, non-Christians, just, you know, just all different people. I think people in their mind say, I want to be healthy. I want to be right. financially successful. I want to be in a great relationship. But they don't do anything to achieve that. Exactly that, right. I think, is a problem. Because, oh, I have people. <laughs> We're not covering it this week. Do you know how many people come up and buy my books or want me to sign this and say that I'm going to be your next? I wrote a book called Millionaires in Training over 20 years ago. I used to travel around the world. I'm, I'm going to become financially successful. And I'm like, but you have to have a budget. You actually have to get out of debt. You have to, have to invest the money. There's actually, you know, there's, there's steps to take. Yeah, you have to and then plan. people aren't, aren't, aren't doing it. So it's like, I think that's it. So one of the things is we want to find out to people is why they want to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like with me, it is a lot with my children. I think, you know, I, you, you right. see how I want them to be able to see certain things. You remember, I, I kept telling you, I played sports before, and then I, I guess I get a little muscle memory. Sometimes I'll throw a ball, Aaron, and I, they'll, they'll, the coaches see how I catch it. They'll say, have you played before or do different things? But now, what's some things that people can do just to get started in the area of... Um, you know, I tell people to eat fruit in the morning. I'd say fruit before anything. Fruit specifically? Any specific fruits? Yeah, any fruit that you like. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to eat it. How simple is that, right? I, I'm sorry, everybody, for even asking them that question for this reason. <laughs> uh, I went and spoke to, when I, had, when I wrote the book Set for Life, they asked me to come speak at a, all the trainers in San Diego, all these trainers from around the country and everything. And I asked them all, what's the best workout? Jumping rope, running, uh, rowing, uh, riding a bike, running. And I asked all of them, all these people have been 30 and they said, and guess what it boiled down to? Whichever one you'll do. Absolutely. We can get down and say whichever one, but at the end of the day, it's whichever one you will do. So you, what fruit you eat, everybody, is the fruit that you will eat. Um, right. Go ahead. Absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, the reason for that is between 4 in the morning and 12 noon, your body's focused on elimination. So, you know, we all have our biggest bowel movement in the morning. Okay. We have that strong, dark urine in the morning. We have that morning breath. The body's eliminating through the palate. Okay. We can have mucus in our eyes, even in our sinuses. You know, we have, might have new pimples coming out through the skin. Right. We could even have discharges through our genitalia because the body's focused on elimination. Between so, 4 and 12, our body's focused on elimination. Right. Or should be, because sometimes we're constipated, it's not. We should between 4 a.m. Well, and even noon. if you're constipated. We're constipated, it's not. We should between 4 a.m. Well, and even noon. if you're constipated, it's still trying to eliminate. But if you eat a big breakfast, you know, pancakes, eggs, sausages, has brown, heavy foods, your body's going to automatically shift its focus from elimination back to digestion. 
And remember, digestion takes more energy than any other physiological process. And that's why we get sleepy. So if you eat fruit, fruit is easy to digest. It doesn't take any energy to digest. Now, I love melons. Melons digest faster than anything. That's why I can't wait for watermelon to come out. You know, and all the melons. Oh, yeah. And it's a diuretic. You know, it may sound funny, but right here, I'm going to interject. It may sound funny, George, but we have to pee and poop our way to health. Because the culture says you are what you eat. Right. But I tell people, no, you're not just what you eat. You are what you don't eliminate. If it's not eliminated, it's accumulated. And wherever it's accumulated in your body is where your body gives you symptoms. So fruit keeps your body eliminated in the morning. So fruit before anything and then veggies before anything else. So you know I tell you, George, eat a big salad before the lunch and dinner meal. So you get that alkaline salad in first, it acts like a natural gastric bypass. It displaces room in the stomach, so you automatically eat less acid foods afterwards. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Set for life super tip number number one. <laughs> so if we eat salad, that fills us up so that we're able to go out and then we're able to eat less of the of the bad stuff. So then it is, is in our system so it can go through quicker. Absolutely. You take your yeah. wife to the Cheesecake Factory in the marina. Right. You order two salads, one for her and one for you. But you're a gentleman, so you let her order her favorite entree. Right. But you have the waiter serve it to you on two plates. That one entree is served to you on two plates after that salad. You still get full. He's coming back, y'all. Saving you some money. He's coming back, but he's coming back y'all. You see that? No. He got two salads and one entree. Yeah. <laughs> this brother, he, look, if he ain't, he coming back. But you know, but that's, but, 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 um, just so you know, that's one of the things I started doing. And I started doing that even now when I travel. They yeah. started doing it. So just from coming, coming to him on things, that eating salads and then, um, is, is, is doing that, those cost less than, than, oh, than, than doing that, but also carrying them with you. And carrying, you know, carrying with you also helps. And, and you can do it anywhere, anywhere in the world. You know, my, my youngest daughter lives in Florence, Italy. Right. And so I've been to Italy five years in a row, except for last year, right. of course. But anyway, I mean, I went to Italy the first time. I stayed for a month. Right. And I splurged, you know, went in Rome, do as the Romans. You right. know, I had pasta, pizza, panini, wine. Yes, I That's had right. wine. Right. I had everything. Right. I ate like, like a Roman. Right. I lost seven pounds. Right. Okay. Because I still ate my salad before lunch and dinner, and I still did my physical activity. Right. And you know, my workout is simple, Judge. What I tell you, my workout is ten minutes. Gotcha. Ten minutes a okay. day. Okay. All right. So now let's 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 go back, and then we're gonna go into the workout. But one of the things you said is you ate you ate a salad. So you were. Let's just be real. You're you're intentional about what you eat. Yes. Everybody. So we have to have plan, and then say we're gonna eat salads and do things in that in that area first. All right, go ahead. So you have a 10-minute, you have a workout, 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes a day. Well, you know, I ask myself, you know, once I retired, I say, okay, what does the body do? The body pushes, it squats, and it pulls. Pushes, squats, pulls. What else does it do? That's it. Even a curl is a pull move. Right. You know, a dip is a push. It doesn't matter. You can push this way, that way. A push is a push is a push. A pull is a pull is a pull. A squat, a lunge is still squatting. Other than that, it's the core. Right. So what do you do? So I push on Monday, squat on Tuesday, pull on Wednesday. But the thing is, I slow it down. I t- it takes me two minutes to do ten push-ups. How long? Two minutes. Wow. Okay. Because I take ten seconds to lower myself. Super slow, super slow. See, when you slow down, you increase muscular force and bone force like nothing else. Right. See, what I did is I took the five factors of aging and I reverse engineered it. Okay. What are the five older, factors? The five factors of aging, as you get older, you lose muscular strength, you increase body fat, your lungs actually shrink, 
You can lose 20% of your lung capacity by the time you're 40 years old. You can lose 40% of your lung capacity by the time you're 70 years old if you're not deliberately creating an oxygen debt. In other words, if you're not getting out of breath. You know when you're kids, you play tag. You're it, George. Yeah. <laughs> kids are running to get out of breath, so they're always increasing their tidal volume, your lung capacity. If you, you can walk around the forum two hours a day. If you're not getting out of breath, your lungs are still shrinking. You have to create an oxygen debt. You have to go up to your anaerobic threshold and get out of breath. Otherwise, they're shrinking. But then your bones thin out. You fight osteoporosis and osteoarthritis, but then you lose your cardiac output, which is the reserve capacity in your heart. In other words, except you fell asleep at a picnic, you know, you woke up an hour later and looked over and saw four 200-pound Rottweilers coming after you. Because you jump up from that dead sleep and go from zero to 60 as fast as you can and not have a face plant, a heart attack. On the fire department, they woke us up at midnight, 1.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Can you imagine someone waking you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and making you run a 10K? No warm-up, no getting ready, just go. You know how tough that is on the heart? Think of, think of being in a little four-cylinder car on a freeway and a big rig comes over on you and you try to step on the passing gear and you get crunched. But if you're in a vet and you step on the passing gear, you got that reserve capacity. You can get out of the way. Right. So you got to create that reserve capacity in your heart. Right. I can jump up and run at any time. Right. Bam. And, and, right, right. And you can. <laughs> and when I've gone to your studio, you, you, you're going around there, the stations, and you have that whole, yeah. that whole aspect. Yeah. Okay. And to keep it simple, and that's the thing. And so when you do those things, you know, of course there's cardio in there. Get out of it. If I said, George, let's go jog for 20 minutes, you're going to pace yourself. Right. You're going to go like this. Okay, but if I say, George, give me 20 seconds. You give me a little more intensity. Run back and forth for 20 seconds. You go, okay, okay, catch your breath, George. Give me 20 more seconds. Catch your breath. See, you'll do that. Right. And so I'll just keep gradually... Knocking up that anaerobic threshold higher and higher and higher. And you gradually progress. It's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Consistency is the key. How about 10 minutes a day, six days a week? Push on Monday, squat on Tuesday, pull on Wednesday. Push on Thursday, squat on Friday, pull on Saturday. Right. And then that's a process that someone can learn and then go through. Anyone, you can gotcha. be five or 105. Gotcha. And then we'll give information. You have a, people can find out how to do that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to show everyone how to do gotcha. that. We'll have your information regarding that. So, but hey, look, um, they've asked me 10 times to ask you this question already. They oh, okay. That, that, you know, that sometimes you, you have challenges that people do. Yeah. So can you explain? I want to talk just a, just a little bit about, Herbs, supplements, but first of all, you do something called a seven-day challenge. Yes. All right, so tell us a little bit about it. Well, the simple seven-day challenge is based on two of my products. It's a nutritional powder called the Power Green, and then the cleansing capsule is called the Power Cleanser. And my thing is to get nutrition into the cells. Remember, because most people eat for flavor and taste or to feed their bodies, but I want you to get nutrition into your cells. So I have you take that nutritional powder in the morning and water, diluted fruit juice, vegetable juice, or a smoothie. Just two teaspoons to get that into your cells, and then the cleansing capsules and move the waste out. So it's as simple as this. You take the two teaspoons in the morning and water, uh, diluted fruit juice, vegetable juice, or a smoothie. So you drink that in the morning. After that, you can eat your normal lunch and dinner meal, but eat the large leafy green salad first. Right. But then you want to take two cleansing capsules in the morning with the drink and right. two cleansing capsules after dinner. That's going to ensure that all of that food that you ate that day is moved out of the intestinal tract, right. plus food from last week and last month. Well, 
The simple seven-day challenge says you can lose up to 14 pounds in seven days. You guess what I think? What? Before, whenever people say that, I always thought that that wasn't true. But <laughs> let me just, just based on listening, I'm sure by how good of a listener I am, how, why that can happen is you said from your mouth to your anus is 30, 30 feet. feet. Yeah. So what you're actually doing is you're just cleaning out that 30 feet for seven you're days. You're cleaning out the 30 so feet. So that's what that 14 pounds. That's what it's about. Okay, not, so it's not, it's not, it's not a gimmick. No, it's not. You're I mean, not that, but, that's, but I mean, but that's, if you look at it and someone's a, I'm, I'm, I'm going off of what he said and what, 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 what mac, pizza, macaroni, cheese, pasta, all that stuff. That's all sitting and still sitting inside your system. Of course it's So what you're doing is you're cleansing that out through your, I know, I, I, pardon my hand movements, but <laughs> I'm here cleaning that because you said that you want to have constipation proclamation would be just unconstitutional. Yeah, somewhere. well think about it. Okay, Why is the person's belly this big or just protruded like that? Because they're full of crap. Right. And so sit-ups make your stomach hard. It will not make it flat. When you clean out the 30 feet, that flattens your stomach. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah, sit-ups so, don't. Yeah, people think sit-ups. No. They, it, now, now, they say what percent. Like, that's, it's 80%. It's 80% diet. Well, 20% if, workout, if right. you have a big stomach and you do sit-ups, you're going to end up with a big, hard stomach. <laughs> that's what you end up with. But think about it like this. You know, I remember the Super Bowl was coming up, right? Yeah, so yeah. I told people, look, you, you may have buffalo wings, meatballs, and pizza. Right. If you eat a big salad first, you eat less buffalo wings, meatballs, and pizza. Well, the cleansing capsule is going to make sure that's all swept out by the next day anyway. Plus that other food that's been in there for, like I said, last week and last month. And so you get to play catch up. Remember, you're not just what you eat. You are what you don't eliminate. So you've been accumulating waste over years and years and years. And so gerontologists, they study aging. Uh -huh. And so they say, oh, at 40, this is going to happen. At 50, this is going to happen. At 60, this is going to happen. At 70. And what they're saying is, that they think it has to do with age, but what it has to do is how long you've been on the planet. See, I don't say it's age. I say is when you've been on the planet longer, you've allowed your body to accumulate more waste. If you wouldn't allow it to accumulate, it won't happen. Right. I'll be 67 May 14th. I don't right. have a waste. Right. My right. stomach is flat as all. No, yeah. and you guys, when you come into all the heat, heat, heat uh, into the studio, he, he, jumping around, doing everything. Yeah, I, I, one leg, pistol squat, slow. Yeah, he was doing pistol, down. yeah. Well, I do what I want to do. I can do whatever I did at 23 years old. And at, 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 at y'all, at any time, too. He can do it at any time. Just, yeah, yeah so but I'm not an anomaly. And people say I'm an anomaly because I tell them I'm not because I grew up in Watts. I had six sisters and five brothers. I was number 10, and we were welfare recipients. So I grew up on biscuits and syrup. I, I literally used to walk home from elementary school and put some tap water in a mayonnaise jar and pour in sugar, stir it up, and drink it. They're not drinking. Literally, I drink an extra glass of water so I can fill up, and I walk back to school. But that's what we did. You know, biscuits and syrup, and we didn't know white flour biscuits turned to sugar. But I was, it was like sugar on sugar. Right. And so, and sugar is the devil, by the way. But that's another whole story. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's the most acidic thing that you can consume. But that's what we did, and so we ate like that all the time. And so, when I was on the fire department, my father died from high blood pressure, diabetes, and emphysema. He was a smoker. Two years later, my mother died. High blood pressure, diabetes, lupus, and kidney failure on dialysis. Then my oldest brother, Willie, had his leg amputated. High blood pressure, diabetes, and dialysis, and died. Then my sister, Laura, high blood pressure, diabetes, dialysis, and died. Then my brother, Doug, had two strokes, high blood pressure, diabetes, dialysis, and died. Then my brother, Michael, 13 months above me, foot amputated, high blood pressure, diabetes, dialysis, and died. Then my youngest brother, Stephen, number 12 in the family, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, kidney failure, dialysis, and died. 
And I'm looking at all this, but you know what? That didn't even change me. What changed me is I took this lady to the hospital on the ambulance. Wow. This lady had two shopping bags and a shoebox full of medications. Literally, I'm, I kid you not. I took her to the hospital. Two weeks later, she got four more additional meds and was calling me to take her back to the hospital. And I always think that I could have been off that day. I could have been on another call. I could have been working at a different station. But why did I go on this same lady? When I saw that, that's when it hit me, George. You cannot poison the body into health. Looking at this, you couldn't do it. I said, this lady has two shopping bags and a shoebox full of meds, and they gave her another additional med. All of that has to be filtered through her liver and kidneys. And she's adding more toxicity to an already toxic body, and this is what the 21st century medical field is telling us to do? Oh, no, I couldn't believe it. I said, oh, no, i got to figure out how to build health, and that's why I'm here today. I'm just changing the whole game. Give your body life, give it nutrition, think healthy, alkaline thoughts, eat healthy, alkaline foods and fluids, have an alkaline lifestyle. The people you hang around, they need to be alkaline. We have acid relationships. I was telling a friend of yours, I was telling Danette that, you know, the World Mental Health um, Organization was saying that the absence of quality relationships cause more of us to die, kills more of us than obesity and lack of exercise. Yeah. You know, we have, we, we have acid relationships that we don't think about it. Say, oh, well, this has been my friend since elementary school. So what? Right. If they're acidic, if they're, if they're not giving yeah. life to you, this is what I say about relationships. Relationships either add to you or subtract from you. Right. They either multiply you or divide you. Right. You've got to decide what that is. Well, they've been my friend for years, and so what? You have to, now, nowadays, we, we've told everybody to have a dream team. Yeah, we told everybody to go out and pull out a calculator. On a calculator, you got an add button. I'm sorry, you got a subtract button, a divide yeah. button, and you got to add and you got to multiply. How simple is that? The people that subtract, that don't add any value, they only call you up when they want something. Then you have to put them in a special place. <laughs> yes, you do. In your mind, that's because because this also can be relatives as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Then you got divide. Dividers, you have to have. You have to decide how you're going to manage that relationship. Right. And then just like just like because people are loyal to people. Maybe it's a loyalty has an expiration date at some point because you need to go higher. And some people that you're hanging around with now can't be with you on, on the next level. So we walk people through levels struggling and sinking to steady to solid to surplus to service. Yes. Then you got addition. There's people that add to you. Whenever you call them, they make you feel better. Yeah. You want to listen to you want to listen to a recording from them. Leave a let me voice like you looking good today. You doing it? Hey, let's do this. Then you got people that multiply. That you want a friend that's so good, you want to duplicate them, and then have common goals together. But that's how you have to start getting rid of those cities. Because right now, that's tough. Dealing oh, no, I get it. I give a metaphor similar to that. I talk about, remember how when they used to send a space shuttle into space, they had the booster rockets on the side, yeah. you know, and they have all of these foot pounds of thrust to take you out of the Earth's atmosphere, that gravitational pull. Right. You know, once you get out of the gravitational pull and those booster rockets, they use oh. their fuel, you have to jettison those booster rockets. Because they're empty. Now they're empty. When they were assisting you to get out of the Earth's gravitational pull, now you have to jettison those things. So you can say, well, these friends really helped me get to where I am. That could be true. But now they become dead weight. you got to let them go. There's right. no if, ands, or buts about it. Or manage the relationship. I'm going to go back to it again. Remember the struggling and steady. Let's say someone's doing good. Solid. Yeah. 
you may have people that are steady that are, bo- that are below you, but what you're doing is more moving to mentor. But this is the challenge people have. They don't get up people that are higher than them and start getting a new crowd. Correct. I learned that during the Super Bowl. I said, yeah. I want to go to the Super Bowl. I, started, I need to start hanging around people that it's no big deal for them just to go. Oh, There's absolutely. no big deal. So I want to start always reach up higher, but then always you're helping people lower. But you have to change the relationship. Hey, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, because mm-hmm. that testimony about the woman with the bag is, that was God had you come over there to that woman. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. I'm just letting you know that now. Oh, I, be, I would be the same or way. Or anything like that. But, and with your family, you're learning how to um, pass over that. Like, in other words, like now you're moving, be, you're moving beyond that. That's one of the reasons why I had my dad come see you, because I think, you know, there's something called generational wealth. And with generational wealth is you have to do knowledge and then you have to do resources and finances. I want to, I'm starting a series, which we're doing now with you, and then we're also going to be bringing on someone else as well, is we're going to be talking about generational health. So yeah. what you need to do is that you need to eat right, everybody, but then also your kids need to eat right and your family, like your daughter, your, your children. Like, I'm sorry, how old is your daughter? Oh, gosh, 40. Gotcha. Now, Healthy, probably, no, get I know out. everybody thinks you're her brother and everything yeah. and your son and doing this. But but you see, they they eat healthier because of you. You know yeah. what I mean? And because because you always because you can do like uh, my dad with the food, with the finance. Like when we go in there, and we'd say, hey, uh, dad, look, we want to get some Cheerios. My dad was like, why you pick up that high Cheerios when they got Toastios right next door for, a, for right. right next to me? But you say, why are you putting all that high cholesterol, blood pressure? And then you start talking to people so we, that you want to do that. So, family, we want you to start doing what's called a high five. Think about five friends, family members that you'd want to share this with to be able to help not only just you, but then your family. So, hey, I want to ask you just one final question. Any other things you wanted to add about that, uh, that, that you, uh, about your services or, or anything like that? You know, you know, yeah, you know, this, this, is, this is your only life. You're one and only life this side of heaven. You know, this, this is the only vehicle you have to move around on the planet. You know, we change the oil in our car. We'll check the water, you know, the windshield wiper fluid, this and that or whatever else. And we take our bodies for granted. But your body is the temple of God and your mind is the altar at which you pray. And so you do have to take care of this body. I mean, we're called in the time and space for a reason. You know, why why weren't you born a thousand years ago or a thousand years from now? You could have been born today, George. I would have missed you completely. But God brought us in the time and space for a reason. And so we all have a calling. And I think God made places before he made people. And so you have to be where you're supposed to be in order for your health and your life and everything to take place. But I'm telling you. You can't do anything that you're called to do without your health. Right. It's number one. And, and, and it may sound funny, but it's really peace of mind, health and energy, loving relationships, financial freedom, worthy goals, and personal achievement. That's the way I look at it. And that's the hierarchy. Because you can so-called be healthy and not have peace of mind. I mean, Robin Williams, he wasn't sick physically, but he didn't have peace of mind. This right. girl that just jumped out of a building. Right. She wasn't sick, but she didn't have peace of mind. Right. So peace of mind is what are you thinking about? What do you pay attention to? To me, that's the key. Whatever you pay attention to comes to live in you as your thought life. And you always move in the direction of your most dominant thought. And so your life, George, your life is a demonstration of what you think, feel, and believe. And the way I like to language it now, because, you know, I talk to a lot of Christians, your life 
This is this is what you're doing. Your life is made in the image and likeness of your habitual thoughts. Right. You're creating it. You're doing it every single day. So be deliberate, intentional, and purposeful about it. That's it. Amen. This is usually where I get up and do a summary of everything. But I think that was the best summary that you could do um, pound for pound. But I, I hope that you guys learned something today. We're doing this health and wealth series, but your health is your wealth. Thank you so much for joining us today on Set for Life, where we live life by design, not by default. We want to thank Dr. Brooks for coming in, and we'll also have his resources. And by the way, I already told you once, he's coming back. So we'll also be doing some things. We'll have him back a little bit later on. But We pray that you are blessed today. God bless you.